Hello, it is 7 a.m. in New York, 2 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 7 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Schneider Bean from sundaybean.com. I'm a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations, and I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. If you are listening to this live, you made it. It is... 2022. We made it through 2021. I said this the year before when we made it through 2020. I hope I'm not saying this again next year. I really wish for all of us that this year brings us something fresh, right? We cannot control the global context, but we can try to bring in some fresh and some optimism into our own lives, into our families, into our communities, because that's what we can control when everything else feels out of control. And this is exactly what this episode is all about. Welcome to part three of this three-part series called Three for Three. If you have been following along, you might recall that this series is where I highlight three popular episodes in one. So you get the insight of three episodes in one, and that means nine episodes in this three-part series, but for less time, right? You might remember in the first episode, we looked at family matters. For those of you who are able to see your loved ones, I am so happy for you. I hope that you had an amazing time and are now recovering from your face-to-face hangover. In the second episode of this series, we talked about what to do when everything falls apart. So if you're still feeling like things are falling apart, check out that episode and know that we've got your back. In this episode, we're looking into how to make a fresh start, no matter what, in the coming year. And I've got a lot of resources on the subject. And if you want to go back and get into all of them, just scroll through the five years of this podcast and go to the December and January range for each year. And I always have support for you around that during that time. But today we're going to dive into three areas. One is what to do when you've done some soul searching over this new year transition and you've identified what you want to actually get rid of from this last year, and how do you move into the new year? Second thing we'll do is the thing that I know we often ignore, but is exactly what we need to create and sustain changes in our lives. And three is what we need to think about in terms of growth that will help us not just make a fresh start, but maintain it throughout the year. All right, so let's get started. If you're human like me, (laughs) you might resonate with this bit of wisdom from the Buddha. Change is never painful. Only the resistance to change is painful. Whether I like it or not, pain is a great teacher. And if you're like me, there is pain and resistance, right? I know myself (laughs) that I haven't quite mastered this letting go thing by now. (laughs) And in light of this wisdom from the Buddha, I want to focus on that, right? What's important is for us to learn what we're resisting. And then when we are finding that resistance, look at what the remedy is. 
right? In the episode I'm going to share today, I look honestly that I relived some of that same resistance exactly three years ago today. And looking at now, I've done the same thing, right? The context that we'll talk about is around some changes I'm making in my brand and my website. And what do you know? I did the exact same thing I did three years ago. But the good news is that I was faster to recover from that resistance because of what I applied in this episode. Have a listen. So I was on a call with my assistant one morning. She was in Hawaii. I was in Johannesburg. So there's a 12-hour difference. And we were talking about something that seems so basic. I wanted to up-level my website, right? So if you listen to episode 105, I was talking about the tiny changes that can make a big impact. And one of the things I was trying to do was make a few tweaks on my website to kind of elevate its look. Sounds simple, right? We're on the call and we're talking about the lead photo on my homepage. And for those of you who are familiar with my website, it is an image of an arrow and me looking at it. And it's actually, which maybe people don't know this, this is the image that inspired my logo with the arrow. So backstory with the arrow, you'll notice that the arrow is a left turn and very, very relevant to change. Sometimes people they think about the right turn, the thing that everybody thinks you should do. And what I've seen in coaching is sometimes taking the left turn is the one that will get you to where you want to go more quickly. So this photo is something like pivotal to my business when I started it in 2013, my logo, my brand identity. Can you, you get it? Like claws dug deep in this image. I mean, my hair isn't even the same length as it was. I am five years older than I was in that image, but I was so stuck on it. She and I were having this conversation about if you're really going to sort of give your website a lift, you need to swap out this image. And I was stuck. And I realized, I was like, yeah, but this and that, my identity, blah, 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 right? <laughs> and I said, wait a minute. This, the woman that I was working with, her name is Sai, and she's also a Martha Beck coach. And I'm like, you're a coach. Coach me on this. What's happening here? <laughs> and it dawned on me. I was holding on to this homepage image so tightly because... I didn't have a vision of what would come next. So I said to her at the end of the call, okay, Sai, you're amazing with graphics. Can you please make a suggestion of what image can replace it? Because I know for me to let go, I needed to know what I was going towards. And that's the core message I have for you today. You have to let go of the old to create space for the new. And I say that knowing I am also susceptible to the death grip <laughs> of resistance to change. I get it, right? Simple thing like an arrow picture. And we struggle 
to let go, but we need to let go to create space for the new. Maybe some of you are on the high after the new year, but if we don't let go of that which we're gripping to, we're not going to create space for the new. Okay. So, and again, I get it. Like I just shared my story of how I was holding on, but I also want to share it with you on, and how I let go, right? We have to sort of bribe ourselves to get over this resistance. Okay. So you have to let go of the old to create space for the new. And tip number one that I can offer here is when you are trying to create something new in your life, make sure you have a vivid picture of what you are replacing the old with. Because when my assistant was, you know, suggesting I take that away, there was this, what's the word? Like an emptiness, a void that was left. And those voids can feel scary. And this is just a picture. Imagine if it's a new relationship, imagine it's letting go of a marriage. Imagine if it's leaving a country. Imagine if it's going from having no children to becoming pregnant. Imagine if it's changing jobs. Imagine if it's going from being a stay-at-home mom to an entrepreneur. Right? I get it. We need to fill the void with a vivid picture of what you're replacing. All right. So I'm curious to hear from you what popped into your mind when you thought about what needs to change and then what could fill the void. I hope I'm not alone and the only one who resists change. In fact, I know I'm not. When we think about letting something go, it's hard to to release it from our fingertips until we know what we're going to hold on to next, right? So if you are in the spot where you are naming what needs to let go, name it now. Okay, go ahead and pause this episode if you have to. Don't lose this insight, right? It's like keeping a promise to yourself. And that is such an important step in getting a fresh start in the new year. Look at that old habit or pattern or thing that you need to leave behind. And then, so you don't do what I did and that you don't fall back or just swallow in resistance, you need to name what you'll do instead. All right, if you're gonna do that, then I'm celebrating you and I'm celebrating that as the first step. So naturally, the next step people want to go to is to dive into action. And I know that it makes sense. But listen, after having done this for years and years on my own and with my clients, I know that there is a factor we need to think about, right? A huge factor to being successful in having a fresh start in the new year is to ensure that your intentions will have staying power. And whether we like to hear this or not, It's often through boundaries, better boundaries. So let's look back at boundaries with our expert, Jenny Miller, in this episode 151 for a reminder or maybe even a mirror on what we need to work on regarding better boundaries. In this episode, Jenny Miller joins me. She's a psychotherapist and a trainer, a supervisor, and the co-author of the book, Boundaries, How to Draw the Line in Your Head, Heart, and Home. 
So what do you think are some of the warning signs? You know, if someone's listening, they're like, oh, gosh, yeah, I have a hard time saying no. What are some other warning signs that you need to set better boundaries in your life? Well, a warning sign. So say your listeners who are listening to the podcast, I would say I would invite them to have a think. Okay, so if say you're listening to this in the morning, what look look at my day what have i got on today or if you're listening to it in the evening or the afternoon what have i got on over the next 24 hours how many of those things do i need to do so yes i may need to obviously take my children to school or i may need to go to work um i may need to be doing both um but have a look through and see what else what do you actually need to do and what have you said yes to doing in order to be nice or in order to be liked or in order to Mm -hmm. try and keep someone else happy so actually they're not unpleasant to you look at those and see what would it be like i'm not saying right at the beginning that you have to rush in and change everything at all this is small steps but just imagine say that you are dropping the kids at school and then you are going to work and then that precious half hour lunch slot you've got, you've said, actually, yes, that's all right. Um, you will check your, your friend's work. You don't need to go to lunch. You'll check over something for them. What would it have been like if you'd said, actually, you know what? I can't do that today. And you had that half an hour. What would you do in that half an hour? Mm-hmm. It's, it ties to what, um, you know, I draw on the work from Dr. Martha Beck and she talks about the body compass. So really listen to your body yes. on what feels, feels good for you. And she talks about shackles on and shackles off. If, if looking over your friend's work over lunch feels like it's shackles on, yes. it's probably a sign you've said yes to be nice to them, but not because it's totally in alignment with, with what you want. Yes. And I, I talk about this like a dirty yes. I don't want a dirty yes from yes. someone. I want a clean yes. Yeah. Right? yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. But but sometimes people don't even know what they want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're not even clear, is this a clean yes or a dirty yes? Yeah. How do you think, how do people get started with, with understanding that? So this is why it is small steps. So it's looking forward. What is my next 24 hours looking like? What would it be looking like if I'd said no to that friend? And it's also looking backwards. In my last 24 hours, what would it have looked like if I'd said, actually, maybe to one of my children who came in after school and said, oh, can you, oh, I, I really, really want to, I've been asked around to you know, Jade's house. Can you, can you take me around? And you look at the child and you want to do what, you want to make them happy. But actually, in doing that, you then ended up, you did take them to Jade's house, and then you realised you had to go and fit in something else and something else, and you went and picked them up. And by the time you went to pick them up, you're most probably pretty ratty and pretty pissed off and end up being quite grumpy and snappy with them. And then it all gets worse and worse, and end of day, horrid bedtime. Well... Oh gosh, how many people have been there? I mean, I know there's people listening right now going, okay, totally been there. (laughs) And it all started out, ironically, to be nice to your child. And then you end up being momzilla. Yes, exactly. So, okay, so imagine, let me imagine. So first of all, 
to start with, it's sort of imagining, visualizing, what would it be? I'll send myself back to that time and I'll say, you know what? I can't do that today. That's not going to work. You could see her another day and maybe give the child some other dates. On this day and this day, that would be fine. I can fit that in. But today, that's not going to work. And tolerating your child's maybe anger, misery, oh, but the fear of missing out, you know, or maybe that they're all, but okay. But actually, you know what? We all have to tolerate fear of missing out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do that another time. Using it as a teaching moment. Yeah. You know, in your book, you say under one of the things where you talk about drawing the line, you say self boundaries don't just mean being firm with ourselves, but with others. Yeah. Sometimes the greatest threat to you building a strong set of self boundaries comes from the person you love the most. Yes, it really does, because they're the ones who already in further. So mm-hmm. at the beginning of the book, we have this little um, visualization. And I don't want to sort of give spoilers, so I invite your listeners to have a go at it. Um, but about it's about imagining your own boundary, and from that, that can really help you realise those who do easily invade it, or you invite mm-hmm. in, um, or are really near to it. And so you need to be really aware of that. We all know the people that we keep at arm's length. It's a term, isn't it? People say, oh, no, they're they're nice, but actually I kind of keep them at arm's length. We know the people that we do that with, but it's harder to do that with our loved ones. Right, because it feels like it's creating distance. But what we've just heard is actually when we don't respect our boundaries, we, our behavior ends up sabotaging the situation and we're not creating connection. It's the opposite. All right. I love how Jenny helps us look at our day, even in short bursts, like four hours to help us see what boundaries need to be in place or what we need to move away from so we can get more of what we want in our lives and go toward what we really are trying to create, right? She takes down this thing that feels big and scary and makes it tangible. Like all I have to do is think about boundaries for the next four hours and that's it, right? And so that is a reminder that helps us let go of the old and create space for the new that we were talking about in our first excerpt about we need when we let go of something, what is it that we're going to move toward, that visualization, knowing what we're going toward. And if you know you need more help and support on boundaries, check out the full episode in the show notes, because I don't know about you, but most people I know could be better about boundaries, not just about what you want to stop or not let in, but what you want to move toward. And that's something that she reminds us in, in that episode. All right. So now that we have clarity on what we want to leave behind in the old year, and we know we want to move toward something new, We're hell-bent on setting better, healthier boundaries, right, with ourselves and with others. We need to think about what's important to actually make this fresh start sustainable, right? This whole idea about New Year's resolutions and then they all peter out after a couple weeks. We don't want that, right? So I think we need some hard, straight talk. And I deliver that in episode 158, Growth Zone goodness. Um, I'm going to share that episode in a second, an excerpt from it, but one caveat before I do. (laughs) 
There's some really good insight in this episode, but you have to know this was recorded at the start of 2020. And anytime we hear the word 2020, it is deeply connected to our experience from 2020 in the global pandemic, right? So when I'm just priming you now, <laughs> this was a reflection exercise about looking ahead where you are now and what you want to be saying by the end of this year, right? So it's kind of like a trigger warning. <laughs> It's really not about the real 2020. This is about the exercise of starting now in January and looking ahead. What do you want to be saying by the end of this year? What do you want to focus on? Right. And the principles from this episode still absolutely apply. Um, and the other truth of that is what we've seen is that we've seen 2020, we've seen 2021, and we know that this pandemic isn't going anywhere fast. So no one can actually sit in a holding pattern. And that is what's going to help us tap into our own growth zone goodness. So look at, let's look at some truths about growth. The growth zone is for me, and this is, could be different for other people, is where you're truly extending yourself in new ways. And I personally feel, I always feel like, a cat who's exposing her underbelly. And it's like at any moment I could be attacked, but I just hold my paws up with my belly showing and go, hope this works out okay. <laughs> right? And that's how, I mean, when I was doing this exercise, I realized what growth often feels like for me. I used to just talk, right? You know, get out of your comfort zone, not do anything. Maybe you're like me. Then I was in the fear zone, like, oh, it'll take too long. It'll be difficult, right? I don't know if I can, or, you know, no one will like me. That would be the fear zone. And then I would courageously step out of that and then start learning new skills, right? Extending my comfort zone. But real growth is like brand new goals, creating the dream, really getting clear on purpose and making it happen, right? And what, like I said, it might make you want to vomit. And that's a good sign. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Here's the thing. So I went online to look at a graphic about this, you know, comfort versus growth zone. And again, if you go online and you go to Google Images, you put comfort versus growth zone, you'll get the inner circle is the comfort and then the outer one is fear and then it gets bigger with learning and then the growth zone is on the edge. So when you're feeling fear, you're actually breaking through your comfort zone and, and, and growing and learning, right? But I came across this graphic and God bless this person, whoever it was. I um, Let me just see if I can find online because I don't want to I don't want to throw them under a bus. Um, there was this great post about comfort versus growth zone, but the illustrator added graphics to this um, that had a donkey in the comfort zone. So that is hard for me because donkeys kind of mean like that's a jackass, like you're a jackass if you're in your comfort zone. No, like why would we reify the judgment that we feel for being comfortable, right? And then in the growth zone, there was a unicorn, kind of like My Little Pony unicorn. And I was like, for real? It is not rainbows in the growth zone. And that is what I want to talk to you about today. I want to demystify the ease in which 
we think growth happens for others, right? So any of you who've been watching my journey over the last year or two, if you think it's my little pony, you know, unicorns and rainbows, you're wrong. No, just because it might look comfortable doesn't mean it has been comfortable. Like even something silly like a photo shoot might look like a natural smile or whatever, but you don't know what an individual had to overcome to feel comfortable in that situation, right? So that's what I want you to take with you. When you think about crushing it in 2020, I want you to give yourself space for some discomfort. And I want you to celebrate it when you do, because that's normal and that's growth, right? So when I realized, you can tell I went on total rant about this. When I realized what's going to happen for me to crush it in 2020 to do the thing I want to do, I know I've got to quickly get into the fear zone, fly through that, learn something new, and then be in the growth zone where I am extending myself in a way that feels like a stretch. And here's the thing, um, just a caveat. This is all relative. So for example, I have a stable life in the country that we live. There's no political upheaval. My continent isn't burning. Um, I don't have any battles with addiction happening in my family right now. Like things are stable. Um, I'm personally not battling any illness. So whatever my growth is, is relative to what my capacity is. Your growth might look like a millimeter to others, but for you, it's giant, right? So there's no judgment here. It's all based on where you are, what your life looks like, and what your capacity is, right? This is not who can do more. This is what can I do to grow. And one of my client's words is calm. So growth for her would look like adding a ton of chill in her life, which looks completely different than what I would do to grow, right? She would probably do way less to achieve her growth than someone whose word was fierce, for example, right? So that's something I really want you to know about when you're going to crush it this year. It is all relative to what you want to do. The second message I want to make sure that you're taking away is that growth doesn't look like a rainbow unicorn. It is something that stretches you. And it's okay if you feel uncomfortable and it makes you kind of want to vomit a little bit because then you're growing. I mean, we've all grown dramatically in the past year. And it makes me think about what can we do in the coming year to grow like this, this deep growth that we've talked about here, but in ways that feel joyful for you, right? In ways that feel like healthy stretches for you, right? And for you, that might mean doing less this year. That might mean, as we talked about at the top of this episode, setting better boundaries. Or it might mean taking risks and having more fun, right? So the question I would love to head into 22 with is how can you feel comfort 
in times of uncertainty and still grow in ways that are healthy, right? And maybe the answer is in what I call the close one. Listen to the rest of this episode where I talk about the close one and how it helps us keep going when we're trying to grow. Next question is, it's called the close one, right? And here we got to get really, really honest with ourselves. Close one. What is that thing you know is hard for you? And that if you're speaking as the 2020 December you, that you had to overcome so that when you look back on what you did this year, you're beaming with joy. Okay, so for me, when I wrote down the close one, if I stand there as Sunday, December 30th, 2020, and I'm having a heart to heart with myself now, I know the close one was, again, this ongoing recovery of perfectionism. Two, shiny object syndrome, right? I have so many opportunities. People ask me to partner. I've got wonderful people that inspire me and ideas I'd like to follow that I need to focus, right? I know what my goals are for 2020. I need to stay focused on them unless there's, you know, undeniable evidence to shift along the way. I cannot let fresh slide. Fresh just can't be this thing for January and then it goes away, right? For me to proudly stand there December 30th, 2020, I want to look at how I carried fresh throughout my whole year. In fact, I'm going to be listening to this podcast December 30th, 2020, and I'm going to hear right now as I'm listening in the future whether I did that or not. I know for me to really get to the December 30th, 2020 version of myself, I'm going to have to push my edges and I'm going to have to stand in faith that it'll be okay, right? That cat with her paws open and her belly exposed is need is going to need to hold that pose and have it be okay, right? Continue to put myself out there. So that's what I know are my close ones. What about you? You know yourself. You know your tendencies. What are the things that you fall back into? This is your chance to think about what are the close ones. Knowing yourself and the way that you do, what are the things you know that are going to be tricky to overcome for you, right? Put them at the forefront of your mind now so that you see them coming and you've got a plan to get around them. Okay, it gets a little bit easier from here on out, at least for me. Maybe it's different for you. The next question is who helps her along the way? So for me... I thankfully have an amazing support system in place. I have my own business coach. I've got my closest business peeps. I've got my dear old friends and I've got my team. So for me, the who helped me along the way to reach what I want to do in 2020, I'm pretty confident that's okay. But I've worked hard to create that system. What about you? How strong is your support network? If you're trying to grow your business, do you have a mentor? Are you trying to double your revenue as a coach? Do you have someone who's done that and can show you how? Do you have people to support you emotionally? How about fitness, right? Whatever it is you're trying to work on, 
how strong is your support network? If you're standing there like a deer in the headlights and you don't know, this is probably priority number one in January, right? Develop a strong support network so that you can crush it this year. So now you know what the close one is. I want to pause here for a moment and find out from you, what's your close one? Right? Is it perfectionism? Is it the shiny object? What about complacency? Not taking first class care of yourself? Or is it doing it all on your own and never building a support system? Right? What is your close one? For me, I think my close one has changed, right? And I think for this year, it's about saying yes to too much, doing too much, and not carving out enough time for rest. So that leads me to you. What's your close one this year? And what are you going to do about it? And I'll borrow from the traffic light question asked in episode 158. When you think about this future version of yourself and what you're trying to create that's fresh this year, what should you stop, start, and continue? I mean, what are your red lights? What are the things that are saying, knock it off, right? Where are the orange lights saying, hey, keep going? right? What are the things that you're doing well that you need to keep going? And finally, where's your green light? What's the thing where you should start? Okay. For me, I know I need to stop overbooking myself, start adding time to my current slots for more introspection and rest and continue to check in with myself to make sure I'm on the right track. All right. Do you see how this ties back to having excellent boundaries with yourself and with others? It's also really important to give yourself a reminder of why you're doing what you're doing, right? When you're replacing something old and bringing in something new to have a fresh year, new growth, right? So what about you? What is it that's going to drive you forward and commit to this fresh start this year, right? Check it out. What should you stop, start, or continue? Because that's going to be a great start. And if you know that you need a little support (laughs) to make this happen, check out my free Facebook community, Expats on Purpose. We've got this amazing squad of people who get you, who go through transitions and change all the time and are there to cheer you on. So check it out in the show notes. All right. This brings us to a close for our special three for three series. I can't wait to bring you brand new content in the coming weeks and months. And I've got some surprises coming up in my sleeve that I'll be revealing along the way. So stay tuned as I share what I've been working on behind the scenes for months because I am on fire about continuing to supporting you, but in deeper, more expansive ways. I'm so grateful to you, the listeners of this podcast, for being part of my community. And for those of you who are my clients and in my Facebook communities, thank you for being here along the way. And I look forward to bringing you some fresh things in the coming year. All right. So excited to have you by my side on this journey. 
You've been listening to Expat Happy Hour with Sunday Schneider Bean. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with the wisdom of this anonymous quote. A fresh start isn't a new place. It's a new mindset. Mindset.